we're gonna do one yo like yo yo are we live to... are we recording we're sorry not live <laughs> recording like last time i was like we're not live um you interrupted technically me. we're live well right now but because when if they somebody hear... logs into anchor and listens to us right now they could listen to us live no so they te- can't yeah they, they can't li- yeah oh yeah they no can... i they can't because i have to publish it no yes because it doesn't have a title or anything right now are you sure yes i'm pretty sure they can listen live somehow no They've, there's got to be a way. If not, we need to start making. We could that. probably. I think there's apps where you can do that. We can, there's, but there's different ones. I could probably figure hey. it out. Anyways, we're doing the episode like this today <clears throat> because I just thought it would be fun to go in with nothing and just, just have a conversation. See you and me talk, talk about, about stuff. If we do like a normal conversation, I'm not gonna say much. <laughs> Shut up! You're so annoying. I'm just teasing. You're the one that usually talks on these because we plan a subject and uh, I have time to think uh, about mm. it and stuff. But when it's just like, hey, let's just talk, man, it's hard to even no talk. The only reason I talk more because you're at work all day and I'm just telling you all I the knew stupid you were gonna stories that. that happen throughout the day. Why do they have to be stupid stories? Because usually they are. They're like Julian fell and like busted his face and we died laughing about it. Mom did this and blah, blah, blah. It's usually dumb stuff that has nothing to do with anything. Well, one of the things I was like noticing about podcasts that are really successful is they are kind of like this in a way. The only difference is a lot of podcasts that are super popular, um, like famous people podcasts or or well that's why they're popular popular, that's why i was gonna say it has to do with their fame and so they're able to get you know high profile people on the podcast and those two high profile people having a conversation about something um matters or they bring on people that have a very specific um like job, like or interest you know, to some people. You know, like people will talk to things. doctors or psychologists yeah, yeah, yeah. or something, and they'll ask them what they're doing. They'll ask them about their writings. They'll mm-hmm. ask about their new book they're putting out, and so they have a lot of stuff that and, they want to talk about. And it's and those people could really talk about anything, like have any conversation, and people will watch it or listen to it. Or us, on the other hand, we have to talk about <laughs> something cool because if we don't, everybody's going to be like, why do I want to listen to these two random people talk for an hour? Well, kind of the reason, Whatever. though, is to hear the podcast is to help illustrate open communication, mm-hmm. right? Between yes. father, daughter, father, teenager, whatever. <clears throat> combination of all those. Things. Yes. And so, you know, just being able to sit down and talk with each other openly about randomness is part of the thing that we're trying to illustrate Mm -hmm. part of the the thing oh my goodness i can tell you right now one of the things that's getting a little nerve-wracking is scheduling stuff um i know march has already been a busy month and it's going to continue to be busy i know we went from um what's it called belfair to baker to mcminnville then you're going to idaho shahalas Oh, and then we went to Chehalis, and then you're going to Idaho. And then the week after that, we're going to Hermiston. And then the week after that, we're going to Spokane. No, that's two weeks later. Whatever. First week of April, Spokane. But And then there's, I think there's something. Oh, they were saying they were probably going to, one of my friends was saying he was might have his birthday party the week after that. Well, I'm trying to book stuff for that last week of March. So it's like everywhere. So, you know, if, if I get a phone call... To go preach somewhere, speak somewhere, I I would book that whole week if I could, um, just to be done. But that's the goal. But is speaking of that, that, when I'm done at Summit in Spokane, that I would be busy, um, and and I have already things I've got to do. I've I've got to be here specifically scheduled here in the Dallas to preach on a certain Sunday. That pastor's going to be gone. Um, I'm going to be flying to Ohio in the middle of may so i i want to start plugging things in so for those of you listening um i'm not trying to promote myself but i am just saying uh we are actively pushing full time my goal is to not be working at all anymore by may 1st but i am booking starting now i have a lot of 
I still have quite a bit of time off to burn and uh, I can go part time uh, at my job if I have to. Uh, they're ready for me to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. So, you know, I could do I could mm-hmm. do April stuff. I could book stuff in April, late March, whatever. But um, but it's going to be crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. Speaking of that thing in Hermiston at the end of March, it's the first ever Conquerors Youth Conference. Dude, I am so excited for that. I think that's going to be good. So let me, let's back up here. It's been such a big thing. If I say CYC to anybody, then they know what I'm talking about. Like, it's not even, we're not even like. I know, it's kind of cool. It's crazy. Um, I'm really glad that, that Brother Bo had a vision to do this. But let's back up real quick and talk about our schedule again. Um, so the first two days of March, we were in Belfair, finishing up a revival that yep. started in February. We left Belfair. That's oh, Sunday. well, let's back up even one more, one more little step. We bought a car. Oh yes. The week before that, his a name, new van. His name is Finn, and he is a gray Honda Odyssey. A short for Dolphin. Yes, Billy. <laughs> um, the family has a well, bad habit because, of naming the vehicle. Well, because our last car, we do what we do is we have a system. So every other car, it's a boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. So our last car was uh orca and it was a girl and yes and it was a white van but we caught we said it was albino orca so sometimes my i think we started it had like a funny looking shape where you can kind of see yeah like a and so we called it orca and so this and usually we don't do aquatic like things but for some reason we decided to name but this we upgraded dolphin. and bought a newer van five years newer mm-hmm. and it's silver and your mom wanted to stick with the regular, like, aquatic theme. So yeah. she went with Dolphin. Yep. So she can name it Finn because she yep. likes that name. So. Shout out to the Kings. Um, their dog's name is Finn, I think. Yes. And that's kind of where your mom got that name from. Anyway, um, so we were in Belfair that first week after buying the new van. We were in Belfair for four days. First two days of March ended that revival. That same week, Thursday, Friday, Melanie was in, so that was, what was that, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? First and second? third and fourth I was in. First and second was Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Third and fourth, Thursday and Friday, Melanie was in McMinnville, but we were there Friday night. Then we picked her up Friday night, came home Saturday, went to Baker on Sunday. So that week was slammed. Mm -hmm. Um uh and then we came home baker sunday night and that was fun i missed them that week it was that week friday we went to shahalis yep right shahalis for a youth conference and that was just this last friday yep and then we've had this week kind of off i've been at work and stuff mm-hmm. and, I'm and we've headed. been doing like regular church <clears throat> and stuff here too preached a couple times here I'm headed to the men's conference in Nampa, Idaho. Tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Back Saturday. Church on Sunday. And then starting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Conquerors Youth Conference. Mm -hmm. Gotta put out the shout out and the promo here because this is so cool. Okay, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you the name of the preacher coming. There's four of them, and then I want you to give a reaction. I mean, whatever reaction you want. Okay. okay. Well, I talk. already know, though. I know, but... It's, it's just for them. It's just all stuff. Yeah, we're jazzing this up here, okay? okay? All right. You give a reaction. It could okay. be whatever. It could be like, oh, yeah, or it okay, could be like, okay. oh, I love that guy, okay. or whatever, okay? Ready? Uh, so, Wednesday night, mm-hmm. Reverend, my man, brother from another mother, Justin Point Dexter. Boom. And we got the other J guy in the house today. Shout out to <laughs> Sister Liz. You might, you know what we're talking about. That's Inside. kind of an inside joke shout okay. out there. And then Thursday morning. Okay. Jeremy Jeans. There you go. He's a good preacher, though. You've we heard, heard him? him. Yeah, we heard him at a Northwest Apostolic Conference mm-hmm. one year. And he's a good singer. Mm-hmm. Good singer. Okay. And then drum roll. Friday morning. I know I skipped Thursday night, but there's a reason. Friday morning, Brother Jared Marks. 
right? Jared? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that... Uh, Cody Marks' Cody Mark's little brother. brother. He's got to have a little anointing trickle down <laughs> on him from the, from <laughs> from the brother prophet. Marks. From the prophet, right? So, no, but no, he's definitely a Not speaker. the brother Marks, <laughs> but brother <laughs> Oh, well, hopefully, brother, brother Jared Marks, I'm if sorry. you're hearing this... I'm sorry. For whatever reason, if you end up hearing this... Uh, just forgive my daughter. <laughs> forgive She's me. She's not a reprobate. I didn't mean to brother, say it that right. way. It's just like when you say Brother Marks, people think of like... Cody Marks. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, but Brother Marks has his own anointing yep. of his own right. For sure. Definitely a good singer. And Never heard him, but sure. Definitely a good singer. <laughs> he married into the, uh, the right family. Very good family. Married into the Mayo family. And, and... I've heard the guy speak, do a little devotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cornerstones, Spokane, has a little devotion thing. I've heard him do that. Um, and uh, he's doing a fantastic job. So I can't awesome. wait to hear what he has. And then Thursday night, Friday Last night. but not least. Both nights, Thursday night, Friday night, brother Daniel McKillop. Oh, man. What do you think about that? No clue who he is. Never oh, heard of him in my life. Oh, man. Brother McKillop, if you ever hear this, oh, my word. I don't know who anybody is. I know, like, oh. Brother Booker, Brother Marks, and Brother Urshan. That's about yeah, it. Um, hey, for those of you listening and who knows what's going on, I'm just going to say this. JP, you got the biggest reaction out of this girl right here. She's heard you preach before. Well, I'm just so. saying that's the only one I know besides Brother G. And I've only heard him once, so... There you go. Hey, but you know what? After Conquerors, we'll be able to talk about this again and you'll have a different yep. perspective. Mm-hmm. Listen, Daniel McKillop sure. is legit. He preached at Peak. He has preached all over Not the, the country. Not the I was there. But. No, no. But he has preached at Peak before. He's preached mm-hmm. different places all over the country. He pastors a church, has a podcast. And this is... It's not a diss to anybody that I don't know them because I don't know anything or anybody or anywhere. Oh, so. stop. You, everybody knows you. You're like Bible app famous. Oh, yeah. And no, your that... brother Delagarza's <laughs> daughter. No, don't even. Don't even. That's a joke. <laughs> this, this is not... Like, I am. I was going to say, wait a second. (laughs) The context in which that was said is a joke. Okay. It's a joke. Anyway, sorry we're having so much fun here. But this is part of our job. No. This podcast is about us, right? Only thing that a Bible app famous, quote unquote, is because everybody that I have a friend, and if he's listening right now, he knows who he is. Because he's, he'll just know. Anyways... And he has a lot of friends. He just do 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 everybody. Do that again? No. <laughs> they can't see me anyways. It'd be uh, cool they if heard they you. could see me. They heard you. Um but he friends <clears throat> tons of people. And so they see that I'm his friend and I like his stuff or whatever. And so that's what most people have told me. If anybody that's ever seen me on the Bible, oh you're so and so's friend, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. So I'm only famous for people I know. Nevaeh, you know, people like that. My best friend, her brother. Hey, just do what you're famous for. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you throwing in a torn Wells joke? Um, Okay, let's kind of change the the speed here a little bit. Off of me, let's talk about something else. I want to talk to you about something. (laughs) I want your honest reaction as my daughter, okay? Okay. Because I'm your dad. And I know you've got me programming your phone as favorite preacher ever, but we know that ain't the truth. It's not favorite preacher ever. It's just favorite preacher. Okay. <laughs> Even worse. Knife to the heart. So, <coughs> I know I'm in there as your favorite preacher, but we know that's not true. You Who was my that. favorite preacher then? Probably anybody but me. No. <laughs> You're the one I listen to the most. But does that qualify as favorite if you listen to them the most? Tell me. Maybe that's your least favorite because they bring you under conviction so much. Tell me. Who's the preacher you listen to the most? Brother Marks. And that's your favorite one. All right. Touche. But that. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. Okay. But that's different. No. 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 All right. Well, we'll see in a few years. After after CYC, you might have a new favorite. Yours. And yours, I always remember. I remember some other ones that were, like, really good. But I remember when you start with one, I'll be like, oh, I know which one he's doing. Oh, great. That's not good. 
But it hits me different every time, though. Especially if I have to re-preach something. No, it hey, hits. Hey, you know what? What, but what I'm saying that's is what it I feels ask different you. every time. That's what I want to ask you about is I want you to do a real. Okay, so since I'm your quote unquote favorite, right? And uh, okay. and you say you, you really like them and you listen to them. Mm-hmm. You're the perfect person to give me this critique. Okay. Um, because you also oftentimes, not always, <laughs> oftentimes you also get the firsts too. Like, mm-hmm. when I preach something I've preached at home and I've never preached out, you hear that there for the first time. But you've probably heard it before most of the time. Mm-hmm. But the first time I preach something you never heard before, yeah, you get to experience that as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about my experience last night because it was different and I don't want oh, it to be sorry. bragging. I was trying to think of – I was so – I had just had a brain fart for a second. I was thinking, what was last night? What is he talking about? I totally forgot that yesterday wow. was church. Great. I was like, my Never mind. Brain... I don't even have to ask you. Critique no, my... given. <laughs> no, it wasn't a critique to you. My brain was so confused. I was thinking yesterday was Man, Thursday. This is what I was hearing. I heard this. Man, Dad, your message was so lame. I no, couldn't... I didn't no, even no, no, remember. No, no. I did no. not even remember that we had church last night. No, it was so bad. no, I just, I'm just tired, and I'm still getting over like a allergies or a cold or something. Hey, wait, why is it? Why does your phone say worst preacher ever now? No, and, no, oh. it, I just that was just me being dumb. I okay. just didn't remember that was yesterday okay. was Wednesday. Okay, let me ask the question. Sorry, let me ask the question. Okay, so last night I preached. For those of Yesterday you, was Wednesday. For those of you in the room that did <laughs> not know. I'm the only one. can didn't know. Okay. <laughs> so yesterday I preached. But something happened. I was, I was, I've been scheduled to teach a series of lessons, which I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Last night before church, during pre-service prayer. Well, actually, before the scheduled pre-service prayer, my personal pre-service prayer time. I felt like God gave me something brand new. I don't normally do that. I try to put hours and plenty of prayer time and study and even fasting in new messages. Mm-hmm. But God just put something on my heart from a scripture I had read that morning. Mm-hmm. And it just was hitting me hard. And it was every point was coming to me. Everything, everything, everything. And so I started writing it down on a piece of paper, which I also don't do. I, I use my iPad for all my notes, even yeah. scribble notes. I'll type something well, in. Well, because you said that last night. Mm-hmm. You said that you normally don't have paper notes. Um, but I was writing stuff down, writing stuff down. Anyway, here's my question. Moment for me was like surreal. I felt this is what God wants me to do. I need to do this regardless of how the outcome, mm-hmm. which thank God the spirit moved greatly. That was a good church last we night. had a lingering of the Holy Ghost. Good church. Even Great. though you that probably so wouldn't good. believe that because I didn't remember, but <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so, g- great move of God. But I didn't know that that was going to happen that way when I was deciding to do this route. I just know it only has happened to me one other time where I felt God gave me something very specific, mm-hmm. very direct, and very last second for the church. Yeah. And when I did it last, the first time that ever happened, I followed the Holy Ghost and it just, it worked. I did it this time, same thing. But it was nerve wracking. It was, it was difficult. It was hard. And it was, it, I was more nervous because I felt like my pastors asked me to teach this series. And I've been in the middle of the series. I'm on lesson number three out of four and was studied for hours to put this together or lesson four of four. I don't remember what lesson I'm even on. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I was supposed to teach the lesson, didn't teach the lesson, preached instead. Turned out great. Now, you were a hearer of the word. You're also my daughter. You're also a fan, quote unquote, right? So I'm not a fan because that's a fanatic. You get what I'm fan saying? Like, like you say, I'm, <laughs> you say I'm your favorite yeah, yeah, preacher. Yeah, yeah. So you like my preaching. You're also my kid. You're also a listener in the congregation. So mm-hmm. from those three perspectives, give me a reaction to what happened last night. When something like that happens as just a hearer of the word, how did you feel? And then talk about how you felt as a daughter 
and how you felt as someone who like admires that preacher. Tell me like that. As a daughter, that's a weird perspective because it's not that you. It feels like you're a different person, but like it almost in a way that it's like I listen to you and I view you when you're preaching differently than just you know sitting right here on the couch. Okay, well let me just like tell you there's like, like this. preacher dad and like at home dad, and then there's like serious having a talk, but not fully preacher dad. So, let me just ask you like this. For instance, if you were preaching, mm-hmm. uh, the dad side of me would be beaming proud. Like, man, I'm so proud of that kid, right? What's the daughter side do in that moment? Do you have to, you have to remove yourself from daughter role on purpose or mentally, or you've done it so much it just happens naturally? Whatever, or do you just sit there as a daughter and going, "Wow, that's my daddy up there." Well, like that's what I'm asking. What like, kind of perspective do you have from being the daughter of the mm-hmm. preacher? Well, in that respect, it's like it just seems crazy that the, that's my dad, and like I don't, I don't want to make you feel like I'm just like being cliche or or you know, whatever. But like, it's like cool, cause. It, like, you seem, like, you know what I mean? When you're up no, there. I don't. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> when you're up there, it just seems like, wow, that's so cool that that's my dad. You know, my dad thought of that. You know what I mean? And it's crazy to think that the same dad that joked to me with me about whatever three hours ago, you know. And it's, like, so cool to, that you think of things that I never thought of. And you'll say it. And I'll be like, that is true. Like, why did I? why didn't I think that, you know? What I mean? Yeah, but part of that, and that's not just me thinking about it, right? It's yeah, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is that that's you that's kind come of what across I was in a way that it's going like, for. You have a perspective there. So the reason I'm asking this question, I want you to answer from the other two points as mm-hmm. well. But the reason I asked you that question was because I think you can use that, like, to talk to people, to encourage people, mm-hmm. to because you have a perspective of preachers. That other people don't. Because a lot of people might look at a preacher on the platform and go, wow, it's brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, whatever. And they don't necessarily um, understand or think about that three hours before. Like, right? They don't like, wow, that guy, he's probably always spiritual. He's probably Mm -hmm. always serious. And he doesn't know, they don't know that, you know, his daughter and him have a podcast. They don't know that, uh, you know, he was just joking with his kids a few hours before church, you know, different things like that, where mm-hmm. you get that fresh perspective of this is my dad who was just teasing me and messing around before church. And now he's in the zone and God's helping him deliver a message. You got that perspective. You can give yeah. other kids that, hey, your dad is a human, too, or mm-hmm. those preachers, they're humans. They have a human side, even though they're in the Holy Ghost, that's okay. Yeah, and I don't come at it from the perspective of, like, he's my dad, so I don't have to listen to anything he says either. I don't, I'm not listening to what you're saying and saying, well, whatever, he's my dad. If he says something, you know, whatever, this and that, I'm not just not going to listen to him. I don't really care. I don't come at it from that perspective either. Because since you're a preacher, I'm not. Like, I'm not disconnected from the fact that you're my dad, but if that makes sense, like, I don't base my perspective off. Right. Okay, so now, not the daughter role, just somebody who listens to the word. How, now, and remove yourself from that I'm your dad, Mm -hmm. right? Preacher gets up, last minute message. It goes down like it went down last night. What's your reaction? I thought it was really cool. It was really good. What you said, you had good points, and, like, that was good, and what people need to hear. And uh, what Sister Landry told me is that she tries to, and this kind of, like, made me think about it in a different way, too. She said she tries to go into a message as if it is for her, even if it isn't. Like, they may be talking about if you're struggling with such and such problem or whatever. And even if you're not struggling with that, listen and try to think about the points in the message and take it in as if you were in that situation. Mm. You know what I mean? It helps you feel the impact of it more because even if that's not your problem, you can, it helps you to get more. You you know what I mean? Yep. And so 
that it, even though it wasn't necessarily for me, you would say, you know how people say that? Um, it was really good, and I felt like it was something everybody needed to hear, even if it wasn't for them, quote-unquote. Um, yeah, so I thought it was really good. So, okay, perspective from the listener, perspective from the daughter. Now, I want you to, like, what was the third one I said? I don't know. Anyway, well, I was going to ask you to do something else, but that's not really relevant. What I want you to understand from this is not, this isn't me fishing for my daughter to brag about my preaching on the podcast, okay? I'm trying to get you to see is a, is a perspective that you have of preaching and of preachers. Because you kind of led me right into it with what you just said. Sister Landry said something to you that helped you mm-hmm. in your reception of preaching. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I was going to get at was, okay, these are the good things you need to remember these points as a young person. You're about to go to a big conference, the first yeah. inaugural conference, pops, possibly annual youth conference for the Northwest apostolics that are getting together in in Hermiston mm-hmm. to have this first annual three-day conference mm-hmm. during spring break, okay? You're going to go listen to four different preachers. You're going to go receive different words from different lives, different perspectives, different avenues of life, okay? And you just talked about how somebody else receives messages and taught you away. What I was trying mm-hmm. to get at was... As a somebody who's hearer and detach yourself as my daughter and someone who's the daughter of a preacher that has a perspective of preachers in their in all of the good, the bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Right. You need to use those things, you know, to help other people receive the word. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to tell you. I think that you have a unique opportunity. I think all preachers kids have this unique opportunity if they'll take advantage of it. They are able to receive preaching better than most people in my opinion because people like you that love to hear preaching um some of your friends who are preachers kids that like to hear preaching you got to understand they hear preaching all the time Mm -hmm. not just because they go to church all the time but because they're related to a preacher yeah and you guys got to understand that it's not like my dad only my dad doesn't only preach on Sunday and Wednesdays or Sunday and Thursdays or whenever you have like one and two. Revivals will go on random days and sometimes they will be in the night, sometimes they'll be in the morning, sometimes they'll be kinda of in the afternoon. So we're in church all these random days. We Yeah, hear, for instance this last revival yeah. we did Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday and Wednesday, right? Yeah, and like we hear preaching too, not only from him, but he's playing it all the time. My mom plays it, I play it, so it's we're all also you know, when we've done longer month long revivals, we do every weekend, every other weekend when Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then we closed out the one in Baker. We closed out, what is it? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Sunday. So it was like a lot of church over and over again. So you guys hear preaching a lot more than normal kids. Preachers, kids hear preaching more than a normal kid or normal young people do. I think you have a unique opportunity to help encourage people that are struggling to respond to the word or to even hear preaching and receive it for themselves to give them wisdom like sister landry gave you about you know what just listen to preaching as if it is for you even if it isn't even Mm -hmm. if they're addressing a situation you don't struggle with you don't see eye to eye with it's not really for you try to receive it and that wisdom is comes from somebody who listens to preaching all the time Mm -hmm. right she's married to a preacher uh, her son-in-law is a preacher. Those kind of things. What I was getting at was, you have a unique perspective, even critiquing the person closest to you that you could probably pick apart. Mm-hmm. Well, you preach a good sermon, but you didn't follow what you preach because you just you know did such and such mm-hmm. before church. You could say stuff like that if those things were real. You could say those things because you're exposed, mm-hmm. right to the to the preachers, good, bad, and ugly. I heard Brother Mark say um, that. 
oftentimes anointing comes with crankiness. <laughs> and he was talking about how his family puts up with him being cranky mm-hmm. because he's, you know, doing whatever. I, I, I don't know if that's biblical. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but I do understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Sometimes preachers get in the zone. You know, if I'm in here plugging away studying and Julian walks in and wants to show me a Lego or something, it's easy to be cranky. Yeah. And be like, son, I'm trying to study or whatever. But you guys see that side of me. And then you'll still sit in the pew, listen to me preach, and receive the word. Mm -hmm. That's maturity in a spiritual level. Both on your part and on Julian's part. Because he sees that too, right? And he's younger. So you have an opportunity to go to this conference. I'm not saying pull people aside one-on-one. Yeah. But if the opportunity arises for you to say something, even just throw a little something out there, you have wisdom to give in this area. You probably have more wisdom in this area than a lot of people do to be able to say, here's how to do that. Here's how something goes out. The opportunity arises, give that to people. Mm -hmm. Give that wisdom to people. So I think that's important. You got to use your experiences of things that you might have a better perspective, deeper perspective more experience you got to start throwing that out Mm -hmm. a lot of people say well melanie you're too young to give advice i agree in a lot of areas you probably are but there's some things you have more exposure and experience in than the average person Mm -hmm. and it's okay to just say hey you know what's worked for me this and even being an evangelist kid is different than being just a preacher's kid or a pastor's kid because I've had my friends that are pastor's kids ask me, well, what do you like? Like, what about traveling or this or that? So there's things that I've experienced that they haven't. And there's probably things that they've experienced as a pastor's kid that I'll never experience as an evangelist kid. Correct. So. Correct. So you guys can help each other, Mm -hmm. right? You can encourage one another, even preacher's kids. Preacher's kids got to have each other's back. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes just the way things are, uh, preachers kids can feel isolated yeah so y'all gotta have each other's backs you know you have a lot of friends that are preachers kids mm-hmm. you guys have to have a closer friendship a tight-knit friendship now i'm not saying that this this certain girl that's not a preacher's kid can't be your friend just yeah. like this girl that yeah, is yeah, a preacher's yeah. kid and i'm not saying if push comes to shove you gotta pre pick the preacher's kid over the non-preacher's yeah. kid mm-hmm. what i'm saying is don't leave the preacher's kid out like everybody else does mm-hmm. That happens a lot. You all have to have each other's back. And hopefully all the preacher's kids that are your friends have your back. You get what I'm saying? You guys got to support one another. When no one else is around, when you're isolated or alone because people don't understand what it's like to be in ministry. Because whether you like it or not, you're in ministry, right? Mm -hmm. You got to have each other's back. It's just how it is. I try to do that with my preacher friends, you know. Um, there's some friends that are close, close friends. I count on, on one hand, very, very, very close friends that are preachers. And then I have a little bit outside of that. I have friends that are preachers. And then even beyond that, I have close acquaintances that are Mm -hmm. almost friends or have a good friendship with that, um, are at more of a distance, but they're preachers as well. And I try to have their backs, all of them in Mm -hmm. every realm. The closest ones, obviously, like I've got their back. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. they call me, they need something. I there's two guys, maybe three. I'm thinking of right now, that if they called me and said I need you here right now, I would be there as long as it took me to drive from here to there. Mm-hmm. That's how quick I would be there. Okay, um, that's having their back. Yeah. There's preachers that are like, bro, I just need somebody to talk to. They probably would never call me and tell me at three in the morning, get your hiney over here, you know, Mm -hmm. but they might text me and say, bro, if you have a chance, I need somebody to talk to. I'm there for them. I want them Mm -hmm. to know that I want to be a support to their programs and to their things and to whatever's going on. You need to do that as a preacher's kid. You don't know how valuable or invaluable that is. Mm -hmm. I I try. I know you do. I'm just encouraging you to keep doing it mm-hmm. and to look at it and from that perspective of oh, I got your back you know what that I'm saying that is hard sometimes it is especially I'm not saying that <clears throat> my friends don't but I'm saying in the situations where sometimes people don't reciprocate the same thing and you feel like you're just always you know giving it out and it's never coming back not that you should do stuff to get stuff back but you know what I mean 
Mm -hmm. Reciprocity is the key to relationship now. Mm -hmm. if, if only one person's given, the relationship will die. I still try to support people, even though some people that I've like grown apart from exactly. that I don't really talk to anymore. I still try to be there for them, shoot them a text or but whatever. But that's what I mean. There's an inner circle of people you're mm -hmm. close to. You're always going to be close to. You're going to be close to for whatever period of time they're in your life. Mm -hmm. Then there's people on the outside of that. They're your friends. You're not going to tell them your deepest, darkest secrets, mm -hmm. and they probably won't tell you theirs. But if something bad happens, you got their back still. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, okay? And uh, I know of situations right now that I, who knows where those preacher's kids would be if you guys weren't friends, right? Mm -hmm. Who knows where you would be without some of your friends? Yeah. Things have changed. You have changed drastically in the last two and a half years. Well, because uh, actually two days ago on Tuesday, I just came up on... I said friend anniversary because it was two years since we went to uh tri cities for the very first time was tuesday oh yeah that makes sense which is really weird because yeah. it seems like we've known them for way longer but also feels like we just met at the same time it's weird yeah so that yeah it was definitely march was the first time mm -hmm. march of 2020 yep yeah it, that's so weird to say that was two years ago that doesn't seem like a yeah, thing yeah because i think if if my memory serves me well i think i preached for brother richmond for the very first time right before covid shut down everything yep. like the week before it, it was, was because the first down. time we went there nobody had masks right and then we we preached there one not time. that they ever had masks in that church but we're like we didn't have masks or anything we, we preached there one time for sir for us sir a yeah. service and then he asked me to come back for like a four-day revival thing. And that four-day revival thing was already COVID. Yep. COVID was a thing. That's and it was so shut everything weird. Down. And now here we are two years later. But see, that's what I'm talking about. You know, two years in and how much of an impact has people made on your life? Have you made on their life? Listen, I know. Here, I was I saying that it had, had been two years and everyone's like, it's only been two years. And I'm Listen, saying, yeah. I got honestly... And and I, I know that you probably, you'll probably admit this now, mm -hmm. but I pushed you kind of hard to get out there. Yeah. You know? And I was trying to get you to to mingle. Well, yeah, and, because and hold on, let me finish. Sorry. Um, and I was pushing on you. I was trying to get you out there. So I wanna I wanna say right now, one of the for me and. Uh, we could say, oh, I would have still got out of my shell eventually, whatever, mm -hmm. okay? But for me, there's one young lady that holds a special place in my heart because she reached out to you when I asked her to yeah. on her own after a while. Shout out because, to her, my best Because friend. she was trying really hard to love on you and mm -hmm. draw you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Brianna Neff. Yes. Trying to get you out. Right. That was like the very first friend I ever very had when first we moved here. Right. And very first person. That, and I knew her before I even knew them. Yeah. Before you knew that yeah. Tri-Cities group. Before you knew anybody. She was one of my very first best friends. We tried really hard to get you out of your shell. You were really shy. You were really backwards. You didn't want to be around people. I wanted to take you to conferences. You never wanted to go. Yeah. Right. Now you're dying to go. You can't yeah, wait yeah. to get there. Right. Which I'm glad about. I'm really glad. But where would you be without Brianna? Mm -hmm. Where would you be without that girl that went out of yep. her way? She was older than you. She could have been hanging out with other people, but she spent some time with yep. you. That means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And when I say special place in my heart, I mean, that girl showed me the true Christian PK mm -hmm. preacher's kids heart. I got your back. Yeah, That's where that came she's from. She's one of those people that like you look up to after the fact, <clears throat> like in the moment, you don't see how big that was for you. But then I look back on it now, and it makes me think, she's so awesome, you know? Like, I look up to her and inspire her to, like, to be like that so much. Like, I want to be that person for some. You know what I mean? Yeah, you want to be that friend to somebody mm -hmm. that draws them out, right? Yeah. And the thing about that, too, they, 
what kind of anxieties could you have suffered from? Imagine if the last two years you were still hiding behind daddy's legs and yeah, 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 didn't yeah. want to talk to nobody because, well, because nobody went out of their way to mm-hmm. draw you out, right? Even even then, because they lived so far away and I didn't have any friends here and we hadn't really gone anywhere else, I, I, don't, I don't want to say it's depression because that sounds like worse than it probably was. But it was almost in that state where I felt like, I always felt like I was alone. There was nobody here. Nobody likes me. Nobody cares about me. The only friends I have that are at, were at school and now I'm not in school anymore. You know what I mean? And I, was, I went through that for like a solid year. And, and I wasn't telling everybody, hey, I'm sad. I need friends, you know? And I'm, here's another thing. And what I'm trying to do is highlight the difference one person can make, okay? Mm-hmm. Not only did she help you and draw you out, not only did she show you that you can make friends and draw you out of that feeling of, yeah. I'm always alone, mm-hmm. nobody cares, nobody yeah. likes me, but it's possible you would have never been as close to the people in Pasco, your friends you have now, or Pendleton, or any yeah, of these yeah. other places, you know, Belfair, all these people that mm-hmm. you've made friends with. You wouldn't be as close to any of them if it wasn't for that one person that went out of her way to show you how to make friends. Well, be, because yeah. you wouldn't have been, you would have been way too shy to mm-hmm. go out of your way to be friends with people. And I still people. was really. You were shy, yeah. but you were coming out. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. did things in Pasco that you would not have done had somebody not mm-hmm. drew you out. And then bit. it was crazy because it was like building blocks to like build me up to where I am today. Because even in Pasco, I was still like very in my shell. And that just, like, that bumped it up a whole nother level. Now I go up to people. You know what I mean? Right. There's things I do even now that back then, four years ago or whatever, when we met the, the Nefs the first time, I would never have even thought when of doing. When you met the Nefs the first time. That's what I meant. <laughs> we as in me and Julian. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that I mean, that is that is huge to me. Mm-hmm. And so, so it shows the difference that one person can make. Even just one person and made that big of a difference. And in it your wasn't life. like she was going out of her way so much as like she was. It was detriment to her own life and her own no, thing. It was just who she is. Yeah, it was just it was part of who she is. So just this is a lesson to everybody: do nice things and be nice and caring and including to people because you, you never, never know, know the difference you can you make. You never in know. Life. You never know when you are creating a melanie. <laughs> that was so dumb. as if I'm so bright. like you never know when you're creating such no, but, an amazing okay. person. True, but <laughs> no. Let's compare it for those that know. You never know when you're creating this Melanie versus mm-hmm. the one that used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and you might say, "Well, all I did was, and all I did was." Hey, that might be nothing to you, and it might just been the first step that she had things to overcome yeah, still, yeah. but. If nobody takes that first step, mm-hmm. there's people stay stuck there. Mm-hmm. And it was one person yep. that took that step. And I didn't walk up to her and command her. She didn't know me very well and like super yeah. deep into like, oh, I, I respect that man so mm-hmm. deeply. She's She probably knew me like, she probably oh, had that's seen my you dad's friend. Yeah, you know, she just like... knew kind of who I was at the time. Mm-hmm. And I asked her hey can melanie spend some time with you i pushed you towards her and then when when i had a chance i just let her know hey you know melanie's really shy she's really backwards she's kind of in a shell i'd like mm-hmm. if you can when you have time if if it's okay you know i just asked her i said yeah if you ever see her or something just say hi to her reach out to her and she took it further than that mm-hmm. you know she went out of her way to come say hi to you Come sit with me. Come hang out with us. Let's go include you yeah, in this yeah, yeah. stuff. And um, and we're still really good friends today. We talk. We have each other's phone numbers and stuff all and the time. And you know what's so. even better is I've watched... Well, not even better because to me, <laughs> helping you was the best thing. But um, one of the things I've noticed is it wasn't a one-time deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like she said, oh, I'm going to help Melanie because Brother Delgarza told me mm-hmm. to. And then... Who cares? Mm-hmm. She does it to everybody. 
Yeah. She's done that with multiple people in her youth group. They're there because of her. Yeah. They would not have come if she hadn't invited them. They wouldn't have stayed if she wouldn't have been the one including them mm-hmm. and bringing them in and picking them up and encouraging them and dealing with them when they have bad yeah, attitude and, and being that. patient with them when they yeah, yeah, yeah. when they do things they shouldn't do or say things they shouldn't say or whatever's mm-hmm. going on. And it's that constant love and drawing mm-hmm. that has made some people very faithful and solid and has helped them grow. And she does that to everybody, not just the people in her youth group, but like when we go to conferences and stuff, if we meet somebody, she'll invite them. You can come hang out there. You can sit with us. You can come to the after, you know, whatever. Because that's just who she is, you know. You know what it is? Here's what I'll say. And Brian, if you're listening to this, I hope you understand and take this to heart. What she's shown through that is that she has a ministry. Mm-hmm. She's not licensed. She's not asking, people aren't asking her to preach. She ain't laying hands on the sick she's and they're healing. not asking for money. But she's doing something that is like that. Yeah. In a, in a way, laying hands on the sick and they're healed is one thing, but laying your life into their life and watching them be healed from whatever and not asking insecurities for back, they have. Like we were saying is a whole that is a ministry Mm -hmm. i don't know what you would even call that ministry but the ministry of friendliness the ministry of friendship Mm -hmm. the ministry of 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 encouragement whatever you want to call it (laughs) i'll just tell you right now there is a handful of people i can look at right now for Mm -hmm. sure no they would not be who they are today if it wasn't for that young lady period period could god have done something else yeah could god Mm -hmm. have used somebody else sure Uh uh-huh but she let God use her. Yeah. And if it wasn't for her doing what God has called her to do and is using her to do, then there's people I know right now, including you, that would not be where they're mm-hmm. at today. And it's people like her and not just her, but people like her and, you know, other people that have big ministries like that, that are representations of Jesus in our real world right now. That's something he would yes. be doing. You know what yes. I mean? That's Those are the kind of people that yeah. people look to and it's like, yeah. Like she doesn't Jesus. even she doesn't even do anything that's not normal to her. You want to talk know? about being like Jesus, that's being like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, because people could come around and you know, they in Jesus's day they said, Why is he hanging out with prostitutes and publicans? And the, yeah. Prostitutes, publicans, and Pharisees. Now they could say, Why is Brian hanging out with pickle queens and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even go there. Don't wow. Uh, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was that was kind of set up for a joke. Why, why are we... So many inside jokes. People are going to be like, what are you guys talking nah, about? No, it's okay. You know, part of the fun <laughs> is that they learn this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we've explained Pickle Queen. So if they don't know we what have? that is... Yeah, we've talked about oh. that before. If they don't know what that is, guess what? They're just going to have to go back to season if one. If you know, you know. <laughs> they're going to have to go to season one and start listening so they can catch up on the no. Anyway... That was a good talk. Yeah. That was a good conversation about that. And um, thank God for friends. Yes. Amen. Thank God for good friends. And, you know, some of your friendships today are going to be friends for life. Mm-hmm. Period. Friends for life. Yep. People you've met today. You know what's cool about that? What? Is, okay, so you're 16. So yeah. you were 14 when you made some of these friends, right? Well, yeah, and I and was, I was going to say, like, 12, I think when the first time the Nefs came here, it was the month before I turned 12, I think. Okay, so, so let's just like say 11. 12. Let's just say 12, we'll say okay? 12, you're 12 years old. Mm-hmm. When you're 40, right? Mm-hmm. For 38 years, you've been friends with Brian and Neff. Think about Probably it like that. Weird. 40 doesn't sound, it sounds old. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still not 40 yet, right? Mm-hmm. Even at 37, you could say, man, I've been friends with that girl for 26 years, 25 years. That would be crazy. That's a huge deal yeah. to have a friend that good for that long. And you mm-hmm. know what? She's going to be your friend for life. That's just yep. how it is. And you're going to have a few other friends that you've made along the way that will be friends for life. Mm-hmm. Some will dwindle off here and there. But a friend, a real friend, yeah. is a friend forever. Mm-hmm. And unless there's a major betrayal that can't be overcome for some reason on somebody's part yeah friends for life yep for sure yeah it's you crazy. know 
We don't even... It's funny because people will be like, best friendships are the ones where you fight. Or I'll hear people talk about their huge, big, like, beef with each other. Me and my friends don't really fight. I don't know if it's because we're not around each other enough, but even when we're around each other for, like, during peak, we didn't really fight. We'd be like, you're so annoying. You're so dumb. But then five seconds later, can you hand me that? I need that. Thank you. <laughs> like, you know, it's like siblings where we don't really fight about anything. It's just kind of like little things here and there, and it's usually not that big of a deal. Yeah. And things we have hurt each other's feelings, we talk about it, you know? Yeah. Like, that, that kind of hurt my feelings. Can you not do that I, or whatever? I can just say this. I'm thankful for your friends. Thank you. Almost everybody that calls themselves your friend or that you say is your friend, Mm -hmm. almost every single one of them, I have seen them interact with you in ways that have been encouraging not only to you but to me. Mm -hmm. And I like you. Thank you. I like who you are today. And... um, don't like want to take all the credit. Too. I love my friends. Don't want if take you're all, listening, I love wanna, you. Don't want to take all the credit. <laughs> but I'm glad I pushed you. You know, mm-hmm. I was scared because I didn't want to push you too hard. Mm-hmm. Push you away. Push yeah. you to run the opposite direction. Because yeah, sometimes and that happens. So I was a little scared that I was pushing too hard sometimes. Dragging you to a youth rally you didn't want to go through and forcing you to sit with kids you didn't even hardly know. Yeah. But... I'm glad I pushed you because you have some pretty cool friends mm-hmm. and uh, I'm thankful for them. Yep. So Maybe I'm that's like, what you can call this. You have some pretty cool friends and I'm thankful for them. No. <laughs> like, stuff, something about friendships. Friends are friends forever. Mm-hmm. There's a song Michael W. Smith sings that. So. Or you can talk about maybe... Well, we don't have to talk we'll about see. that now. Anyway. You you guys will know before we yeah. do or after. After, after we, we do. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what you said before. I was thinking because. You'll know before you you hear this yeah, part yeah, yeah, of yeah, us yeah. discussing but it. But you'll know before you hear us. Before Not knowing. We know. Yes. <laughs> That's what I meant. You're going to make it confusing. Listen, on that note, we can <laughs> we tell are us getting live tired. Right now. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> okay, on that note, you can tell we're getting tired. So. I appreciate this conversation. This was weird. We just talked for almost an hour and did not have a plan. We just got in here and talked. So that's cool. I love talking to you. I love who you you are as a person. Thank you. I love who you've become. That's really sweet. I I appreciate it. Well, and I know you've worked a lot on yourself, but I want to give a little credit to all of your friends. And to God, most importantly. Yes, uh, that's a given. Yeah. Right now, we're talking about friends. And so as I'm closing <laughs> this out, I just want to say personally to every person on here that says Melanie is your friend. If Melanie is your friend, thank you. Thank you for being her friend. Yes. Thank you for the encouraging words. Thank you for checking on her. Thank you for loving her. Thank you for texting her. Thank you for spending time with her. You may think, oh, that's no big deal. We're just friends. you know. But to me, you've changed her to be who God wants her to be and helped her and helped form her. And I hope that she's done a little bit of that for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I appreciate you with all my heart. And I love all you guys and miss you all. Hope so you, you had fun listening to this. We'll talk to you later. Bye.